Howdy, craft beer lovers. Welcome to the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. I'm Brian. And I'm Justin. And we're here with producer Casey. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. So the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios in beautiful River Falls, Wisconsin. Before we get started, we'd like to give a shout out to the Black Belt patrons Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Tyler Romanski, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman, Hop and Barrel, and Dakota. You can support Blind Ninja Studios on Patreon.com. On Patreon at patreon.com backslash Blind Ninja Studios or by following the patron link on the bottom of the homepage at blindninjastudios.com. And that's how you know we don't edit because I mix up the words all the time. So this, this is, is, a, is raw. This is raw. It's about as raw as it gets, bud. This is episode number 16, and this includes news and updates about the Hop and Barrel Brewery from October 25 to November 8th. Hey, Justin. I yes. want to know what music would you choose to play every time you walked into a room? Like, what's your walk-up music sound like? Uh, Foo Fighters. <gasps> there hero. goes my hero? There goes <laughs> <laughs> you knew it! <laughs> that was so easy to answer. I was oh ready. <laughs> well, okay, so, like, uh, how, uh, how is that, like, better than my porterhouse answer from the last episode? What? How is it better? Yeah. Well, let me count the ways, Brian. <laughs> oh my God. You know, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't just immediately take the, the easiest ways. answer that there Brian. could be. Like, oh, hey, how about we take a steak that's just two cuts if of meat? If I had more fingers, I could count more ways. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Like, I don't know how oh. this relationship became so antagonistic, but I, I love it. No idea. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, the industry terms section we're going to be dealing with today, talking about is wort. So if nobody knows what that is, that is sugar water, essentially. We'll oh. get to that. But first, let's crack open a beer. Oh, my. Ooh, that was that so was in sync, guys. Crisp. I didn't open one. <laughs> you. <laughs> we only had one can. I tried to give you the out, and then. <laughs> all worried about people realizing there's only one can. So all the beer so we're what we're today. opening today is the Blizzard of 91 by Oliphant Brewing. One of their uh, seasonal releases that they act consistently do every year. You know, and if you're an old man like I am, I was 10 during the blizzard of 91. I was out trick-or-treating. See, I was from southern Minnesota, so it wasn't a blizzard. It was an ice storm. Oh, my goodness. In our part of the state. I was out trick-or-treating with Robert Thomas Shockley, who we play Dungeons & Dragons with. We do, and I was trick-or-treating in Ostrander, Minnesota. Oh, my. Which Brian knows from our uh, shenanigans down to Spring Valley. I love that town. Uh, all power was knocked off. Uh, Shout out to the was, Wolf yeah. Den. Wolf Den. Right? So this is a pump, uh, pecan pumpkin pie ale. Excuse me. This is damn delicious. This is... Uh, I'm sensing a bit of Honey's Honey's in here with some variation. I don't, it, it, it seems like that kind of like kind of There's base a, could be a similarity to it, but it's a gorgeous oh. take on it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very wrong, like but. like pumpkin spice right up front, definitely. But pleasant pumpkin spice, yeah. not like beat you over the head too much. I get the. Oh no! I mean, it makes me want to put on my Uggs. Very good beer. Cheers, uh, guys. Or like, what's the like vest Han Solo costume looking thing that oh I was just gonna wear Uggs and an infinity scarf and maybe a vest yeah that's what I'm talking about a poofy one Han Solo vest and some boots because Mark is shorting a cult but alright <laughs> I'm in I'll drink the Kool-Aid go get my Starbucks PSL alright so <laughs> oh 
And then a pop cup for Lando, who keeps dropping a, a slippery tennis ball in my lap. Oh, you just said the words. Hopefully Shout out to him. It's not a Frisbee. It's a, a, a tennis ball. Now, uh, we're going to get to the industry term section here. And this is WORT. W-O-R-T. Justin, what is WORT? Sugar water. Okay, so how do we... <laughs> so, so WORT is... When you're in the process of actual brew day, wort is everything you do from mash until you add yeast. So wort is what a brewer is working with when they're on the brew stand working all day. That's the simple way to put it. That's you know that that's who that the song was written for. Everything I do, I do it for you. Was it was written for yeast? So we do everything for the yeast. Mm-hmm. I was I, not even a, a chuckle from you. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I <laughs> should respond because, <laughs> like, I had some things uh, I wanted to say. I feel like it's very deep. Whatever. Because you know, Thanks, I was thinking Dad. Diablo with Wirt and his work leg because it was reference to how that was oh, the wooden so stick. We all had our stir- own. We all had our own stupid own, thing. Yeah, yeah, stupid right. thing, and his stupid thing went out. So mine was the best one because um, it was first. Uh, mm-hmm. Wort is sugar water, so we turn wort into beer. So when when we're done fermenting, I'm sorry, before we ferment, it is simply like we said, just a bunch of sugar water with a bunch of different lengths of sugar chains that may or may not be metabolized. The ones that are not metabolized are what makes up the body in the beer. So if you've got a very high, like a heavy bodied beer, there are long, uh, unsnipped and unmetabolized sugar chains. And usually if you put like, just like table sugar in, it's going to get eaten and metabolized immediately and turned into alcohol and or CO2. Well, and I feel like calling um, wort just sugar water feels a little Un- underserving to Ooh. wort because it's more of a malt tea than anything. That that's, where that's fair. It's, like that, yeah. uh, it's where the majority of the flavor of the beer comes from. Yeah. Is in the wort. I, from a, from a, a process perspective, though, it is, every, it is everything yeah. in the brew process. It's not beer until yeast is added to it. And we call it wort, whatever you want to define it as mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Anybody have anything else to say about wort? Um, yeah, if you take some hot wort out of the kettle mm-hmm. and then put some scotch in it, it's very nice on a cold day. Hot scotchy. It's got some interesting things with sour beers and affecting pH, uh, adding finished wort versus beer to Solera method stuff. But that's That sounds really complicated. Probably deeper than we care about. But uh, you asked if anyone had any thoughts. So. <laughs> well, I mean, so going going on <laughs> going on that uh, like that that train, maybe like well, like talking about sours, um, in a traditional process you just chill it and pitch yeast, but if you're doing a sour, you can do a kettle sour, right? Which is Yes, and something we're actually going to talk a little bit uh, more in depth about a process change we've been um, testing and have implemented now, too. So nice, nice foreshadowing. Way to go, Casey. Oh, my. I'm good at my job. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's super producer. (laughs) I don't know if I said that this time. No, I I, I lost that after I made fun of how old (laughs) Brian is and he needs naps. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was off. Off air. That was off mic on air. So. That was because I'm I'm turning forty years old. By the time you hear this, yeah, I'll be, be 40. forty. So there's that. Hmm. Let's move on. <laughs> Talking about old bride. Uh, we'll move into some sales news now. Yes, we are talking about first of all the Saint Cloud Beer Tour. It is a huge event in Saint Cloud. It's a uh, Kind of an interesting one this year. They're they're going to be hitting it up uh, double time. The 
2021 beer tour is postponed for COVID and various reasons from January to now. And the 2022 will be hitting as it always does this January. So there's going to be kind of a quick double hit on these. But it is an amazing tour done in a huge venue. Lots of uh, local breweries from the St. Cloud area, a few Twin Cities ones. Um, very well run, fun events. We're going to have a big presence and we've got um, not only kind of the normal sampling, we're part of the VIP thing and then they are doing a really cool uh, barrel aged in keg blind sampling too that we've been invited to be part of. So we're going to have six different beers at the event. Um, should be a great time. It is October 30th in St. Cloud. Very cool. Uh, another thing on the docket for today is Rochester on Tap. Rochester is another market that we work in, and also our new facility in Spring Valley is very close to Rochester. You're going to notice a commonality here. Also October 30th, <laughs> Rochester. <laughs> what did we, if you listen to the episode before this, what do we like to do? Stack those events, baby. I have a question. Let's go. Yeah. Are you guys wearing any costumes? Uh, I probably not. I Although I, actually, we should add now since uh, we wrote the script for this. Uh, getting ahead, there will be a costume contest at the brewery yeah. that day. Yeah. So our our good brewery friend uh, Jimmy Jimmy will be running the show as he is uh, very creative with his uh, costumes. I believe he was the beer pope. Yep. One year. Uh, he's a fine collection of costumes. This man and he really doesn't like wearing shoes. No, but uh, show up in costume and you'll get prizes. Um, prizes what? related. What did that have to do with anything? If you know Jimmy, Jimmy, you know he yeah. doesn't wear shoes. Oh, okay. He defines himself by that. So oh, when okay. you show up to see who the guy is running the costume contest, you look I'm at his guessing feet. it's probably going to be the guy not wearing shoes. Probably the only person. Unless he's dressed up as a guy who likes to wear shoes. Oh. That's... That would be a Jimmy thing to do. Blew my... <laughs> <laughs> Blew my mind. Anyway. Tell him you said that. He's probably listening to this anyway. <laughs> so that's a thing. We don't have a lot of details, but uh, we just kind of get the green light on that. And then Rochester on Tap, another awesome beer fest. Yes. Uh, this will be our first time being there. Um, kind of excited by that. Shot's going to be supporting us, which is our local distributor down there. Shot's the Bud House in that area of the world. Yep. I'm um, still working out who will be there, but uh, Jason, our brewer from Spring Valley, will be there for sure. And uh, it should be a great day. Come and meet Brewer Jason and learn, get your learn on. Uh, last but not least, certainly, uh, this year two of, of our sponsoring of the Haunting at the Preserve. This is uh, for our St. Cloud Market. There is a very fantastic uh, disc golf courses uh, called the Preserve, and that's in Clearwater, Minnesota, just uh, sort of south of St. Cloud. Three professional-level disc golf courses, uh, tavern and restaurant run by the man himself, Jake Schlagcheck, who is not here because he leveled up and made it to the last round of the uh, Minnesota State Disc Golf Championship today. So that's we'll, awesome. we will yeah. we'll get him on next time. Uh, but this tournament is run yearly on Halloween at the Preserve. There will be one round. Uh, Sign-up is at 8.30 a.m. in Clearwater. And the first round, if you qualify, the top 10 in each division will be rolling to the second, uh, the final nine. Um, and this year it is, an, it is non-sanctioned, so the PDGA is not sanctioning this, so you'll be able to drag some beer around with you. Uh, on the course and big time party afterwards. So we'll have uh, three three be- three different beers on tap: uh, Crooked Grin, Oktoberfest, and Haze. 
probably haze or maybe if there's some shandy left, maybe that's what's happening. Not no. sure. But big party by the river. Tents will be up. Uh, should be a fun time. Hope we see you there. And disc golfers know how great this place is. And if you're not a disc golfer, it, it is a 20 to 30 minute drive from the cities and less than an hour from Hudson. So Very fun to watch. Definitely worth checking out if you mm-hmm. kind of want to see what disc golf's about. I know we talk a lot about it, but be a good intro event. Mm, true that. Now, sales news. That was good. Uh, let's move to a little bit of taproom news. Now, Friday Music is back by popular demand. We sort of tried to end the season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a big kickoff with Zeb in August, and we've... There's that dog again. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that was Studio Dog uh, Lando, and I threw a tennis ball in it. And it bounced, and it bounced off, off a column. Of a wall. It was a great shot. Thank you. So Friday Music is back by popular demand. Six to eight every Friday. Uh, this last uh, Friday here, we had Tommy Benz. Tommy Benz kicked it off, and we are booked, uh, I'd say through December, but uh, the last two Fridays in December are Ooh. New Year's and Christmas oh. Eve, so we haven't uh, booked those up. Tricky. But every Friday is already booked. Uh, we'll kind of get back into the habit of what we were, announcing who's playing every Friday. Mm-hmm. The only shift is at 6 to 8 now. Um, Let's bump the time up a little bit. Uh yeah, it, it's had kinda, more people showing up around six. Yeah, we listened to our taproom crew, and that's what they were saying. People were asking for um, a little different shift with some of the musicians. I know Adam Moe's going to be back. Um, a couple different people. Well, Zeb probably. Zeb will be back. Uh, Zeb uh, is not here. I'd let him speak for himself today. He needed a day off, but um, he's Zeb has got a standing show at our neighbor's Ziggy's now. Yep. So. Schedule's a little tighter, so we got them for a couple, not as much as we did over the summer. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy plenty of Hop and Barrel Tap Beer at Ziggy's next door, and it's uh, sort of the music venue in Hudson, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Good neighbors. High fives all around. Unrelated tap room news, the Sour Porter is on tap. Yes. So this beer's got a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, depth of flavor, and it is not just a simple kettle sour. Uh, we're working with a new yeast strain uh, called Sour Viche. Yes, this is. So when you say kettle sour, what does that mean? Well, uh, kettle sour is a method of producing a uh, pH drop in wort to create a, a sour uh, flavor in the beer. Um you know, the technique usually involves an extra day because you have to seal off your mash, uh, your grain, and your wort <laughs> in the boil kettle. And then you let lactobacillus, there's different ways to introduce the lactobacillus in that grain, kind of grow for a day or two till you hit your target pH. You boil the whole mess and then kind of start the brew cycle up normally and do a, you know, quote unquote, normal clean ferment. So you're affecting the pH, you're adding this lacto note, but it's a cleaner brew, less risk of infecting your distribution cycle. So it's a very common uh, sour beer you see with most breweries, not around the Midwest, but basically around the U.S. now for making sour beer. Uh, The Sour Viche strain is something extremely new to the market. It is a actual wheat-based strain of Saccharomyces yeast that creates lactobacillus during a fermentation. So for a bigger brewery, the beauty of this is it keeps the production cycle going because you don't have to close your brew house down and let the lacto grow. But for a smaller brewery like us, it actually um, kind of lets you get a more efficient, a little more rounded flavor, um, a little more control over that process. And it's, what have we done? Four different batches and extremely happy with it. Yeah, it, it plays well with 
a so lot of the different things you can do with a sour beer, which is to say, you know, popping like a puree into it, uh, like a dark cherry works yeah. well with this porter, for example. So you can call it a kettle sour in the sense that you're only playing with lactobacillus, but it's really not a kettle sour from a technical term because you're not doing anything with a kettle. So I think we'll stick with the kettle sour term until the industry <laughs> catches up and finds a name for these. So what do we have it, on tap? So the, the sour port is on tap. Are we, uh, we're working, the brewers were all sitting at the bar on, on Friday mixing up medicine. So they were, <laughs> they were mixing all these different extracts and flavors and things that they've sort of been brewing up and working on back there. And, and do they decide on anything definitively or...? There will be a few different. We'll put it on pure strain first. I think part of it was we um, also figured we can. We found out we can get a lot more beer out of our smaller tanks than we thought we could. Yeah. So we ended up with a lot more kegs of this. So mm -hmm. um, we're playing with some different flavors. Um, weirdly enough, the peanut really struck a note. That, that blew my mind. You could <laughs> So you could have put, and, and I'm looking at Casey right now, you could have taken and, and maybe done like a half of a salt rim on the glass and put this porter the sour porter with peanut extract in it and it it worked it really a, yeah i think part of we were playing with so many uh, you call it like salted nut roll or something well sure. i think part of it we were playing with so many dark fruits the obvious things but this porter was so complex anyway that all you did was accent one note at the cost of the others and cherry was like okay i smell cherry but then it just tasted the same you get dark fruit date raisin plum dark so, cherry and beers like that anyway yeah so the thought was why don't we add something Sideways, like you know, orange dark chocolate winter that makes sense. That we didn't try that, but that's probably on the chopping block. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, my thought was, let's throw peanuts at it, and it, it worked yeah, definitely. Um, so, we'll have a few different variations of that over the next few Perhaps weeks. Perhaps that isn't that big of a surprise because you know, chocolate and peanut works, and there's a there's not really chocolate note in this, it's actually more of a um, roast, yeah, note, which. But very pleasant sour. Let's put it this way. If Brian's talking this much about a dark sour beer. <laughs> right. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, you know, it's good. <laughs> You're not wrong. And this take, take that, uh, heavily. But I think the cool thing is this, uh, the strain is cutting edge. Um, we've talked to a few other breweries around the area about it and, um, a few others are going to try it out, but it's really awesome. It's something we're getting through Malt Works out of uh, Detroit Lakes, and it's gorgeous. We have a very, very cool partnership with Malt Works, and I, we were, I think we were the first brewery to ever take a batch of their malt. We're client 001. We're zero, very, one. very proud of that. Yep. So with the cherry note, it's almost like a bing bar then. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you like, have to Google that? I or? had to double-check that there were peanuts in a Bing bar, and there are. I remember there was something God. crunchy in it, but... I mean, peanut and cherry. It's, it's oh. chocolate, peanuts, and cherry. It's kind of funny. We're... Um, uh, future episode and announcements to come, but we're working on another special blend for a big Christmas event locally. We'll tease oh, that. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that next yeah. episode. So be prepared for, you know, kind of a Christmas cookie type of beer. Very exciting. Yeah. Yes. You'll see. We'll talk. I'll tell you off mic. And so then these people can wait. <gasps> they have to wait. <laughs> they do. They have to wait. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is how radio works. Now we go to break and then they come back, right? No. We got to wait two weeks for no, us. No, I'm going to oh, do brewery news. I'm going to do the outro and then I'm going home and taking a nap. That's All right, fine. It's Sunday. Yeah. Right. Can you tell how cranky he's getting? <laughs> <laughs> brewery news. In brewery news today, Paul and Babes is out again. So I was listening to, I think, the first episode we ever did of this and... 
that was the oh, first God. time we had ever canned Paul and Babes. Yeah. And again, this is this is a breakfast ale. This is not it, it's not a stout or a porter. It's not dark. It's it's like a deeper amber hued ale and it pulls flavors from breakfast. Uh, so you got, you know, some coffee. So we'll use a cold press. Uh, that was much talked about this week. What what direction to go with that as far as, yeah, you know, not putting too much coffee in. I don't think there was that much last year, but syrup, certainly coffee, syrup, blueberry, and then also trying to sort of pull uh, like your pancakey waffle. Uh, I'd, I'd say it, it's it's maple, blueberry, and then coffee. And the, yeah. the coffee was actually something we weren't intending to do, but we realized during the blending stage that it 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 tied it together. Well. It needed something. It was almost something you could add and not talk about it, but as long as you're doing breakfast, let's advertise coffee. But it's a very subtle coffee note. I want to say it was potentially because of the sweetness, but we're generally where we sell and market beer, people have this major sweet tooth. We knew this. And I think when we started talking to distributors in Rochester, they said, oh, you know, you're in northwestern Wisconsin brewery. Are all your beers super sweet? Like, all the other Northwestern Wisconsin breweries, and I think we kind of threw them for a loop by not abiding by that necessarily. Other than this beer. <laughs> other than this beer, right. And I know we maybe have made a handful of others that over the years that, you know, whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, so also expect a soft opening soon. We kind of teased this last episode, um, but... Are can, we can ready we, to announce? Are we going to announce it? Let's do it. Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. The grand opening of Spring Valley Hop and Barrel will be November 20th. Yes, and as we said, we have more or less poised this as also a music venue. So we're, yeah, we're working on an evening booking, but uh, Zeb, who is not here today, but uh, in spirit, I'm calling you out. Uh, Zeb will be there actually coming down to Spring Valley to travel. Um, this is something we hope to do a little bit of, um, bring some talent from down there, up here, down there, up here, both back and forth, but... Uh, Zeb's coming down for opening day to be the first music act playing. Spring Valley will have very a, cool. a stage, a uh, very nice PA system, and will be ready to rock. Yep. And not just music. There will be a lot of beer, too. That, too. Yeah, There's going to be beer exciting. at a brewery. I yes. know. But uh, soft opening, um, a little hard to say at this point from our recording, but we'd like at least a weekend under our belt, so kind of keep that in mind. Maybe two, but... Um, yeah, we'll be open yeah. early November. Your sister's doing a great job down there uh, running the show. And her uh, lovely boyfriend, Jacob, is doing a great job. Him and his crew getting the build out going. We've got some great electricians, plumbers, etc. All working their buns off to get this place open. Already. Yeah, the, so. uh, everyone involved in the crew could not be better. It's uh, Thanks, everyone. Um, not sure <laughs> probably if any of you are listening to this, but... Uh, it's awesome. Everyone's been great to work with and excited. It's, you know, we've talked a lot about this, but it's been a really cool project to kind of see the investment from the community and everyone else just wanting to see this happen. So it's been real cool. The, the word whirlwind comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have done this in less than a year, it seems like. Or is I mean, it, from like idea to opening said in about April, six months. April, end yeah. of April, early May. Counting to, the permitting too, which is insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. We know how to do paperwork. You know how to do paperwork. Let's just give credit. Oh, your powers activate. (laughs) I think, I'll be honest, it probably annoyed some contractors because they're used to like, all right, we got six months now until this is approved by the state. They're like, oh, shit, two weeks? Yeah, chop, chop. (laughs) So. 
Oh, that's what happens when you have all your paperwork in order. They tend to give you approval as quick as you can. Yeah. So, in any case, is there any other items that you would like to mention? No. No? Okay. All right. Well, let's yeah. get out of here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys listening to this. If you are, uh, send, send links to your friends if uh, they're looking for information and news about the Hop and Barrel Brewery. So, if you have any questions, comments, or what have you, you can, also, you can obviously send us an email. Uh, and please do at info at hopandbarrelbrewing.com. You can find our beer in northwestern Wisconsin and all around the Twin Cities, but not in the Twin Cities area. We're talking about that. We'll get there. If your local establishment doesn't have our beer on tap or on the shelf, please ask them. This really helps helps us out because, unfortunately, we cannot ship beer to individuals. You can find Hop and Barrel on Facebook at Hop and Barrel Brewing. And follow us on Instagram at Hop and Barrel, where you can see pictures from the episode you're listening to. You can also send a message to feedback at blindninjastudios.com and find them on Facebook at facebook.com backslash blindninjastudios. And follow them on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. See you next time. <laughs>